This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by Beauté Industry's little sister, Beauté Therapist. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Shaw. Here we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauté Industry. Today, my guest is Rachel Diaz from Love Beauty Skin Clinic. At just 15 years old, Rachel knew exactly what she wanted to do for the rest of her life, and that was to own a salon and perform life-changing skin treatments. Understanding the hard work and dedication it takes to build a returning and loyal clientele, Rachel outgrew her home salon after having her first child and moved into a commercial space in Shelley of Western Australia, which now has a massive 11,000 following across social media. Opening up the conversation around why Rachel charges clients for their consultations, the extensive treatment menu she has, and how much importance she places on induction training, as well as why she chose to stock nine professional brands in her space. A little apology in advance for today's audio as it is slightly delayed in some sections so it actually made the final recording sound like I am not letting Rachel finish her sentence and that I'm cutting her off. You guys know that that is not my vibe. However, in 2019, when we have technological difficulties, there is not much we can do. From Love Beauty Skin Clinic, today we welcome the beautifully humble Rachel Diaz. Thank you so much for spending your Monday morning with me recording. I so appreciate it. Um, Rachel, I wanted to ask you, we begin the podcast with the same question every single week by really finding out kind of how you got into the beauty industry and where and when your career started. Yeah, so my career started when I was about 15 years old um, and my best friend's sister at the time would pick us up from school and she'd have her nails done. Her skin was always nice. Her lashes would be perfect. And I just thought that would be the type of job I would love to have every day. And also around that time was my first salon experience and I went and got my nails done and I just remember the smells and the ambience and I wanted to surround myself in that atmosphere every day. I thought it was the perfect career. So I started my therapy back in 2007 I wanted to leave school earlier but my mum wouldn't let me drop out so I had to (laughs) wait she said that I needed to have a backup plan so I started a diploma of beauty um, and I completed that with my international certificate and I got a job from one of my work experience placements after the first semester and I got a paid job that I would work on the weekends Um, and then when I graduated I went out, put my resumes in and I got a job at a day spa within a week. And that's where I really discovered my love of skin. So we, I did lots of facial treatments. Um, I grew a clientele. I was fantastic at product recommendations. I think because I've got quite a good memory so I could remember the ingredient names, their actions, the benefits. Um, and yeah, when I realized that I was really good and this was like my niche, I just got super confident and I wanted to 
learn more and to really grow in that side of things. Yeah, amazing. I love the stories where it's like mum says, no, you've got to keep studying, but you really want to pursue that passion anyway, so you just keep going. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the case. I wanted to drop out um, because we had like a school kind of career day and I wanted to leave. I went home that day and asked my mum if I could drop out and start beauty college. I was probably 15 around that time too. So all of my experiences happened when I was about 15 and she was like, no way. (laughs) You're not not becoming a beauty therapist. Like you need to have finished year 12 and make sure that this is what you want to do so you have the fallback plan. And even up to... um, like probably a year or two ago my mum wanted me to go back to uni because she didn't yeah she just didn't understand how the industry's changed so much um and how it's an amazing profession now uh yeah so hopefully I proved her wrong yeah and I guess like what our parents kind of see if you're like anywhere between kind of 30s and 40s it's kind of like the beauty industry when they were growing up was just very like it was kind of just a side job beauty school dropout let's just go and do a bit of makeup and paint nails whereas you know our industry has exactly as you said it's evolved so much like we're doing skin and we're doing radio frequency and it's just beyond anything that I think anyone could have ever imagined now. Oh, definitely. It's incredible. Um, Yeah, it's just taken off. It's one of the best industries to be a part of, I think. And I'm so glad that I started back then. I just, I'm amazed at how much it's taken off. Yeah. And so you found your love for skin and started treating that way, but you also transitioned into nursing during your beauty career, but then decided to return to beauty. So what was that move like and why the return? Yes, so at the time I was feeling a bit stagnant in my job. Um, I just felt like I wasn't growing or excelling and I had quite a few nursing clients come through and I really had in mind that I wanted to be a cosmetic injector, that I wanted to be a cosmetic nurse and then focus on cosmetic injectables. So I went to uni and I did a year and a half, so I got halfway through my degree and I really loved the theory side but not so much the prep. I feel like it's not for me. I think I'm a bit too empathetic and just being around sick people every day that are unwell and sad and it just made me sad. I'd bring Mm. it home with me. So I loved the theory. I wanted to skip the prac (laughs) and my uni was like all focused on prac. So we had so much prac every semester. Um, So I deferred for a bit just to make up my mind to see whether I, what I wanted to do exactly. And I went back to working in a skin clinic and I worked there full time. And yeah, it just cemented my decision that I made the right decision. I forgot how much I loved doing facials. And this specific clinic um, gave me lots of education, ongoing training. And that's what I wanted to do. And like now I'm glad I made that decision. And I probably, I think I've got like a year that I could still go back. But yeah, I'm not going to go back. I'm totally happy. Yeah, I think (laughs) it takes like a very special kind of person to be a nurse you know it's like and and there's a real correlation between the beauty industry and the kind of nursing industry because we are such givers and nurturers but I think to be a nurse you know I've thought about being a nurse many times as well and I've thought oh my goodness how am I gonna you know take blood and what if I see somebody's leg you know gashed open I don't know if I could handle that No, I know. And I think it's about like the mental health too. Like a lot of patients, especially like they start you off in aged care and a lot of patients are 
very unhappy and suffering with depression because of their state of life and I was just very sad <laughs> I was like I can't do this every day I want clients coming to me wanting their <laughs> facial done and feeling good when did then love skin beauty clinic become something that you wanted to really make your own and kind of open and, and become your own business owner well I think straight from when I first started studying beauty college I've always had a room in my house so I've always wanted to be my own boss I've always wanted to start my own venture so I've always had that room set up with all of my beauty equipment I would pay save up buy my wax pots buy little facial products from hair mart which is a supply store here um and then when I went back to the skin clinic I was like why not now it was about 2012 and I decided to just I don't know really put myself out there um Instagram I don't think was around then so this was before Instagram I think I had a Facebook business page. So I just joined everyone from my Facebook. I put the word out to friends and family and I did get quite a good clientele. So I would pretty much work at my work full time and then after work and on the weekends, even a Sunday, I I would just take clients when I could get them in. I felt lucky to even have clients. So I, yeah, started off doing that. And then it was kind of though like a side job. So I didn't put too much effort into it. And then when I became pregnant with my daughter, Um, I just thought I want to be my own boss now. I don't want to have to go back after I have her. I want to enjoy life with her. If I work from home more, I can have that balance and she's here with me every day. So I really put effort in. Uh, I told my husband we're going to do this and he supported me and I put all my effort in and I quit my other job and Love Beauty took off and it took off so fast that I actually (laughs) couldn't keep up with it and I I was pregnant and I was working 12 hour days and I worked yeah and I worked up to two days before I had my daughter and I went back three weeks later um, just because we were so busy and I felt in such a good situation that I had these clients I didn't want to turn them away so yes I worked from home and my husband decided to not go back to work and he took care of our daughter. While Incredible. I was You're home. a crazy lady. <laughs> I know. I was crazy. At, like, I think I worked a bit too hard and the baby wasn't sleeping at that time too. So that was full on. But I loved it. I felt, I've always felt so lucky. I work hard, but I, all, I always am so grateful and feel so lucky I have amazing clients and that they want to come see me. So I just worked while I have the... Um, opportunity I just put all of my effort into it and then I eventually had to get one of my senior therapists Bianca to come work from home with me because there was too many clients I couldn't do it Um, and then when we built her up to full-time pretty much my house was like a salon there was clients from 8 to 9 a.m in the morning till 9 p.m at night every single day except for Sunday Um, and then we just had to move out of my house into a commercial space because it was just I love too that your your journey you know so much now I hear of therapists you know who are straight out of beauty school and they're in their first job and they're like tomorrow I don't want to work late nights I don't want to work Saturdays I don't want to work Sundays I want $40 an hour and I'm like who are you yeah. <laughs> like I know that that's crazy I think it's because I've been in the industry nearly 14 years now I think that back then I got paid like $14 an hour or something when I started I cleaned skirting boards and I they I was literally a slave but I loved the industry I stuck it out and I wanted to be a part of it so I think if you've been in the industry a long time back to how it was before um, that you just feel appreciated for how it is now because it was not no, how it is and now before. That's exactly why um, so. you know, I wanted to 
branch out bar just doing our Facebook community and I wanted to bring stories like yours onto the podcast and share them with people because you have to do the hard work. Like we are raised in a very entitled and on-demand um, kind of ecosystem these days, you know, and and you can go and open up an ABN tomorrow, make an Instagram page and all of a sudden you're saying that you've got a business when really you've just created a job for yourself. But I love what you've done. You've put in the hard yeah. work, you've outgrew your home space and then you went into a salon. You didn't just open a salon because you had the ego and because you wanted to, like you actually outgrew your space after putting in all those hours. So I love that. I know. I think that I had at the time, if if I was rich, I would have gone in and opened a salon. But I'm glad I didn't because it all happened organically. I didn't have to take out any big loans. I would save and I would grow as I was ready. But it happened fast still. It happened quite fast, but it all happened perfectly. So, yeah, I think that it was just like meant to be in a way. It just happened naturally and um, expanded yeah, perfectly. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I'm here. It happened so fast. It just happened like a blink of the eye. And so I was having a little browse through your treatment menu online and I see that you charge for consultations, which is something a lot of people in our industry don't do because they feel like no one will pay for it or they won't be able to open the doors. Can we have a chat about why you decided to do that and then how you actually implemented that into your treatment menu? Yes, sure. So um, originally I didn't charge for the consultations and I would just fit them in during the treatment process. But I felt going forward that I couldn't give my clients enough time and knowledge during their treatment. Also, I would possibly forget everything I needed to say um, to them. So I decided to start allocating about 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the case, um, prior to it going into an initial treatment, just to ensure that we ask all of the appropriate questions. We cover everything to the past medical history, to the current skincare routine. So we need to know everything to properly design an effective skin treatment plan and product recommendations. It works really well having this procedure in place for our team as well. So the girls know exactly what questions to ask every single time. Um, and the client knows exactly what is happening moving forward into their skin journey. And we do see a lot better results. We've made the skin consultations redeemable on product too. So they right. do get to take something home um, and then it becomes complimentary. So they get to start on their home care. Oh, I love that. Away. I love that so much. I want to ask you then, have you had to do any work with your team to kind of move them past the, you know, oh, my clients won't pay for a consultation or how do they feel about it? Yes. I've had, um, I've got a, quite a great team um, and yes, so initially, not all of them though, mm. maybe the quieter ones are a bit scared or it's definitely just lacking confidence because I say it's not about selling. I would feel horrible if I'm just making money mm. like off selling. Um, it's about educating the client to get the results that they need. You just have to know exactly how to treat the skin and exactly the right products for that client and let them know and let them know the results and take documentation, so pictures at the before and throughout their skin journey so you can demonstrate that it is um, giving a result and that the treatment is working and we're not just selling them rubbish pretty much. So, yeah, I've just uh, put them in lots of training. We do lots of in-house training so that they feel confident with every single product, how it works, the ingredients, what level of the skin it works in, how it changes the cells. Yeah, just really giving them the education and the knowledge so they can pass that on to the client. And once they've built that client relationship from the initial treatment um, or the initial consultation and that trust, then they have a client for life pretty much and the client will trust them 
and they can tell that it's real and that it's not fake and it's not yeah, just a Yeah, and I guess what you're saying there too is it's like you and your team feel like you can charge for the consultations because you truly are having an investigative look at the skin. You're taking your photos. You're creating an entire treatment plan versus somebody who is in a clinic who is just kind of skimming over the consultation, leaving it in the back kitchen or the staff room, having a quick like assumptive Mm. chat to the client, not really like a consultation should be. So I guess, you know, in that merit, you and your team would feel like, well, this is our time and we're giving you so much that of course we're going to charge for it. Yeah, exactly. And that allows us to book out that time and to give them a proper thorough consultation that will deliver these results. Because if I just worked in like a salon and I was doing like a fluffy facial treatment, I would I'd just say, what's your main concerns? Do you have dry skin? Um, and then I would just do the appropriate treatment. But this is so much more, especially if we are dealing with acne or barrier impairments, 90% of these conditions stem internally. We have to find out about their diet about anything that could be affecting their skin. It could be from contraceptive pill. It could be from their hormonal health. So, yeah, we just have to delve in um, cause and the triggers and try to eliminate them if possible or just to support them. After the break, Rachel and I talk about what it means to treat holistically. But first, I would love to introduce you to Butte Industries' little sister, Butte Therapist. After much demand for more focus for the treating therapist, Butte Therapist is another arm of community and support for those who perform therapies. Along with our usual level of support, Butte Therapist is also an online retail and sales training program where you can sign up as a business and have yourself or your team jump in and watch videos on how to better prescribe to your clients, increase your rebooking rate and develop a genuine connection with the client sitting in front of you, all without that icky feeling of sales. All online, all flexible, all completely easy to understand. We are so excited for you to join Butte Therapist Facebook community and increase your client results with our online retail and sales training program at www.butetherapist.com. I'll see you in there. And now back to Rachel. And um, I'm wondering then, the Love Beauty tagline is focusing on a holistic approach to clinical treatments. I love this, but what does this mean? All right, so holistic means whole health. So when treating the skin, we're looking at all factors of the body that could relate to the skin. We aim to treat the body holistically to restore the client's whole health, including looking at their diet, the chemicals they expose themselves to every day that could be endocrine disruptors, um, their hormonal health, their gut health, and anything that has an impact on the skin. And this is why we get such great results as well. Um, Our goal is to reduce the inflammation in the body and we don't take a Band-Aid approach. Every skin is different and we want to treat it internally to get the best results externally. So a lot of medical professionals like to hand out medication, harsh medication sometimes and it really works just to strip the skin and to cover up the symptoms even if they're underlying such as um, endometriosis or PCOS a lot of the time they're just covered up and they're left to progress and then the skin doesn't lie it comes out in the end what's brewing underneath shows up um, and then we've got to deal with it so yes we just like to keep everything natural and look at the body as a whole and make sure that all organs. And oh, all I absolutely adore that philosophy. I think, you know, it's so good that now we're kind of seeing more of that and we do feel confident 
like that in our therapy because this is only kind of just being able to explore and and go through training sessions within the beauty industry because you know previously we were treating beyond our scope but it's so nice that we can now understand that the gut influences the skin and likewise the skin influences the gut and I love that you use the word holistic because it's not just saying natural or organic or safe like it is really an entire bodily like what are you doing in your lifestyle what are you doing in your home care it's not just one or the other which I just love yeah it's all tied in together and it's all factors um so yeah it's definitely like lifestyle it could be even their exercise routine it could be as simple as a nutrient deficiency. And then for our more complex cases, we've actually got an in-clinic naturopath. So I will refer some cases to her and we'll work aside each other together and we get amazing results. We've got some clients haven't had um, their menstrual cycle in a year and they think that's normal. Um, and, yeah, working together, uh, naturopath can help to bring it on and regulate that cycle and then their hormones will go back to normal as well. So we do have a lot of cases of young women that their body's not aligned possibly to because um, mm. they've been on the contraceptive pill for a number of years and they haven't been ovulating and that affects the whole body and the systems how they work as well. So, yeah, we really like to take a look into everything and anything that stands out, um, we just pinpoint that and try to focus on that. And normally you can tell yeah, what is amazing. And so sticking with the kind of theme of treatment menus, um, the menu of services that you guys offer at Love Beauty is absolutely huge. Um, sometimes I find that therapists are a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to choices, when they have too many choices rather for the treatment. Um, I wanted to ask you then how you stay on top of training your therapist because you mentioned that you do train quite a lot, but so that they don't feel overwhelmed or so that they actually do choose the right treatment for their client. Yes, no problem. So we do lots of induction training before they start on with us and they shadow us and we do one-on-one training and we send them um, to clinical training as well. Um, and then I have protocols set for each type of skin condition. They can change depending on how the client presents, but I do like to have options available for our clients. We've got the two main skincare ranges and certain facials are allocated to those certain products. Um, we've also got entry-level options, medium strength options, advanced options, as well as procedures for like pregnancy, darker skin tones, clients on photosensitizing medications like um, Roaccutane or antibiotics, clients at keloid scar and the list goes on. Um, just every skin condition has set protocols of treatment that would be suitable for them. So we don't let the client come in and be like, I want this. We make them do the consult and then we design a plan so that they're not having unnecessary treatments that won't work for them um, and that can just cause more damage. That's not suitable. Um, and then, yeah, we will reassess during the treatment plan depending how they're presenting and we'll mix it up if necessary. But that's why I like to have so many options available. Um, but we would never do something on a client that's not suitable for their skin just because they want it done. And all of our girls know the ins and outs because we've done so much training of every treatment and what is suitable yes. for what Oh, my goodness. I am just going, yes, 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 to everything you're saying. Um, I want to pull apart three things that you've said there. So firstly, um, I align yeah. hugely with the induction training. I think that step in getting somebody into your business is so missed in our industry and people just go, okay, I'm just going to put you with my head therapist and she's just going to teach you the way that we do facials. But I think 
that induction step is so huge to not only align with obviously the services and the products, but with the brand, with the values, with you as a business owner and with the entire team. So I just can't get enough of that. Um, The second thing is how you talked about kind of progressing your clients from point A to point C, if you will, in the treatment plan. So starting them off with a basic facial, going on to something that is a little bit more hearty in a medium sense and then going on to something that is advanced. Because again, you know, we do have these clients now who kind of are coming in and they're doing like a dictatorship. They're saying to the therapist, hey, I have Googled, I have been around the traps, I have had every facial under the sun, I've used every product under the sun, this is what I want. And that's just not acceptable. Yeah, definitely. And we need to prep the skin. And I think we have so many girls come in and they want skin needling as their initial treatment and they don't understand why we won't do it straight away because they've gone to another place and they've done it for them several times and they're not using any product or they're using (laughs) some Neutrogena at home. And so we've just got to educate them and tell them why that we could actually do more damage, cause hyperpigmentation and so on um, and, yeah, build their trust so that they do come to us, especially if other places are doing Mm -hmm. deals for like $99. Um, But, yeah, it's all about, yeah, just knowing what treatments to go with. And with our therapist too, it's really hard. We can't just get anyone and throw them in and be like, you're starting next week because we do have so many treatments. So they definitely have to go through a process at least a month of induction training. Um, I would prefer, especially now because of all the complex treatments and the product ranges, um, they really have to know what they're doing. We wouldn't yeah, just chuck good. Them in And do you know what? Therapists don't, like there are some minute um, percentage of therapists who do just kind of swim in that sense when they are, you know, chucked in the deep end. But I think from your point of view, like you're actually going to get a more loyal and responsive team when you do give them that time and space and nurture them through that induction process. Yeah, I think so. And I think they appreciate it. They don't get bored and they feel like they're kind of propelling in their career as well, like they've got their own job inside a job. Um, Yeah, like they're their own boss kind of inside a job or they've got their own career inside a job um yeah so I just feel like they definitely appreciate it and they feel a sense of responsibility and they feel motivated to work yeah, at their best absolutely. as well um you touch base there on the products that you stock and you guys are like a mecca for the professional beauty industry you have nine ranges <laughs> in your space um what do you look for when you're considering a brand to come into your space and for you to use on your clients Yep. So I like to use brands that align with our approach to natural alternatives. So ranges that are free from um, parabens, petrochemicals and any other harmful ingredients. I like to look for organic or certified organic where possible, um, that they're sustainable, that they're environmentally friendly, cruelty free, Australian made with the exception of one of our brands. Um, It's made in Germany, but it's amazing. Um, yeah, so I like to look for natural alternatives to detrimental chemicals that can be in the industry. Um, I love having many options, as I said before. So we've got the two main dermatological skincare ranges and together they cover every condition. So from acne to barrier impairments, inflammatory disorders, we've got our clients covered. Um, so they're our go-tos. Um, and then we stock like a body range that's certified organic and that's your alternatives to harsh um, chemical driven products so we've got like the deodorant 
organic tan alternatives as well. Um, we've got probiotic formulations. We've got skin teas and digestive teas. We've got greens powders that alkalinize the body. And we've even got a certified organic protein powder wow. without any filler ingredients and without whey product. Um, so I like to kind of research. I really thoroughly research each brand and what I look for. Um, and I like to cherry pick my favorites. I don't just go with one brand because it's easy. I like to get kind of what I believe is the yeah. best in the industry. Yes, and coming back to that holistic approach, like as you're saying, it's body, it's skin, it's tea, it's protein. Like it really is kind of a one-stop shop for them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There's something for everyone. And going down in the future, down the track, I might even bring more things in as well. But, yeah, it's just really I want to give the alternatives from the carcinogens. Um, And a lot of people don't even realise what they could be using could have toxic ingredients. Even with our natural makeup, something as simple as using a natural organic um, mascara every day. I've read an article recently and a lot of cheaper makeup that could be made in China could contain lead. And obviously you don't want to be absorbing that every day. But, yeah, just little lifestyle choices that they could swap out um, for a healthier option. That's what we're about and just educating them and making sure that they yeah, can and I guess the word that you use there, which is key, which is education. It's like if you had a makeup brand and you could see that your client is using something that is comedogenic, that is carcinogenic, that has fragrance, you're really just educating the client on the detriment of what they're currently using and recommending a safer alternative. And that is all through the education process. So like when therapists say to me, oh, Tamara, I don't want to show the makeup because I feel salesy. Well, it's really how you say it and how you educate it because actually it's not a sale. I'm helping my client live a better life. Definitely, definitely. And especially if they do suffer from like congestion or acne conditions, I would say that's Mm -hmm. what we bring up during the consult too. That's a big part that you're just contradicting treatment if you keep applying your general mainstream foundation that can cause acne cosmetica. Um, Why not go with a pure mineral makeup and it's breathable on the skin and it doesn't clog the pores? So, And then they do because they're thinking, well, I'm getting a treatment. I don't want to go put this formula back on my skin and not get results. And um, I want to touch base on before because this is something I know a lot of business owners ask me about and when I ask in our Facebook group, you know, what are you struggling with? A lot of people say social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned there before that you do have an Instagram page and you're quite active on your Facebook page as well. But how much of a role does social media actually play into you getting bums on beds and filling your appointment book? Uh, it's definitely played a big role. I feel like that is the key that's opened up doors for us and allowed us to move into a commercial space. Um, but you do have to be present on it quite often especially nowadays the algorithms change. So you do have to be on it quite often. Um, But no, a lot of clients have found us through social media. I think it's a great free marketing tool and it it provides fantastic exposure to other people in our area around Perth or even other states. We have people follow us from other states and I have found great people to kind of follow and look at their pages um, from other states as well. But yeah, we've just had an amazing response. It's definitely a tool that you want to implement. Yeah, it's um, almost like a full time job sometimes. You know, I've, I've got um, five social media pages and that's, you know, on Instagram and Facebook oh and LinkedIn <laughs> and Google My Business. And it's, it's really wild, but the payoff does happen so much. And you see the most special, you know, messages in the direct messages as well with people coming through saying, you know, you've changed my life, you've changed my skin I've never taken a selfie before and now I'm taking them all the time like it's such a nice feeling to have 
Yeah, it's such a nice feeling. That's definitely why we do what we do as well to just get that response and be able to help someone and help instill their confidence um, with their skin especially. Uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. I just can't believe how <laughs> well it works. Definitely if we have a quiet day, I'll just go on there and I'll do some marketing and we can generally easily fill the spot. Um, so we don't have like a quiet day but we'll have some gaps we might have had some cancellations and, yeah, we can fill it up just from doing a story. Um, but you do have to kind of be regular on there. Otherwise, I don't think that you show up yes. anymore on people's accounts, even if they follow you. So it is like a big commitment, but it's a part of, it's like an extension of your business and it's a form yeah, absolutely. of marketing. So for everyone who I spam on social media, I'm doing it for the business, <laughs> not to annoy you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you have like a strategy behind taking photos of yourself and the team and your space? Because your Instagram feed is so beautiful and I'll pop a link in our show notes so that people can uh, wander across and have a look. But was that something you did strategically or one day just popped a photo of a team member up and it went bananas and you thought, oh, there's something here? Um, I think I first did it initially with myself and it was just to show like the space I was in at the time. Um, it makes your page more aesthetically pleasing and it also draws people that align with your vision. So it attracts the right clients for you. Um, and then I've just kind of done them every either six months to year because mm. so much changes. So I just like want to document that and put that on the page and it's fantastic. Um, it's great content for Instagram and you can use it across all socials and on your website as well, even in your brochures. Um, but, yeah, I really like to just show our clinic space, show the team and give an insight even into the treatments that we offer. Um, it's fantastic visual representation and it gives a good feel in, to what they should expect from our vibe. Yeah, when they come and in. I, I like so much that, you know, your space really does, like your Instagram reflects your space because actually I had the funniest thing the other day. I saw on this Instagram like it was stunning and it looked like the rainforest and there was an outdoor bath and da 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 and then I got there and it was a home salon and I was like what's going on and that's completely fine like I'm not bagging out the home salon at all um but what you put on your social media unless you say like inspired by this photo or you know this photo is taken at or I got it from Pinterest kind of like what we see on social media we actually think happens at the space so I you know I appreciate your photos yes. are actually of your space not just stock photos Yes, no, I have like a big thing with that. I think I would just feel um, yeah. like I'm catfishing if I did that. So, yeah, no, I've got all of our photos are pretty much our own photos. So they're either of our clients um, or it's our space or our treatments or our products. Um, so, yeah, they're all our own photos. And that's why the, the like professional photos are fantastic to use as well. You don't need to take other people's stock photos because um, that can be a big issue on Instagram as well at the moment. So, yeah, we like to show the real Love Beauty Skin Clinic and what to expect. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 a good approach to take. It does work really well and it's just so nice to look at. It's very attractive. It, it really brings in the whole brand um, and fits in with 
Yeah, Everything amazing. Very nicely. And so one question I have in my mind for you, you are an amazing businesswoman. You've got this massive social media presence, but you're also a mum. Like, how are you doing this? How do you have time? How do you have energy to give to your clients, to your team, to your family, your actual superwoman? I think I'm just very resilient and I just, if I want something, I just go for it. Um, I think that it is a struggle at times and a lot of my energy goes into either my work or my daughter at the moment because she's only two still. Um, And also we don't have a lot of family support because they don't live near us. So it's just literally me and my husband and sometimes his auntie helps us, but she lives like an hour away, so not very often. Um, So, yeah, me and my husband are a team. We work together. I wouldn't have been able to do this without him to the extent of the effort I put in. Um, And then at the moment, I just make sure I take really good care of myself, that I don't run myself down, but I do miss out on social events. But I do know it's just for the time being. Um, so yeah, luckily my work is also my hobby, my passion, um, because definitely the clinic and then my daughter would take up most of my time. <laughs> so it's just finding the balance so I can give enough um, energy to both of them. Yeah, incredible. And so what does kind of downtime look like for you when you're not in the clinic, when you're not with your team, when you're not with your kid? Like, what are you actually doing to slow your mind down or does it ever stop? <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty, I like to work. So, um, uh, probably I like to maybe have a sleep in and I like to get breakfast. Um, what else do I do? If, if I was to get my daughter babysat, I would probably go to a movie. I haven't had alcohol for over a year because I'm too scared (laughs) to get hungover and not be able to go to work the next day. Um, but yeah, so just taking it easy. I like to watch, um, movies go for a nice walk in nature, go to the markets, go to dinner. Yeah, mostly I'm like an old person. (laughs) But I do tend to do some form of work every single day. I do work, but I do give myself time. Like this next week we're actually going away. I'm taking a week off, but I'll be on my social media and I'll be tending to appointments. So just right now I've made it my priority. And then when I get to where I want to be, that's when I will back off a bit more. So I just know exactly where I want my business to head. I know I've got to put that work in. My daughter's at a young age too, so I've got to put the work into her. And then with time, I'll be at the place I want to be at and that's when I can start Incredible. And that's great advice for anyone who's listening as well. It's it's sometimes it's difficult to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but if you if you're kind of just wading through those trenches and wading through the swamp, you will absolutely get there. Rachel, thank you so much for being my guest on the podcast today. No problem, it was my pleasure. What an impressive woman Rachel is. Not only is she an incredible therapist and businesswoman, but too, she is so dedicated and humble to providing her team with an amazing place to work and her clients with incredible results from the very first visit. As you may know, if you've had a look on our website, our 2020 Beauty Brunch and Strategy Summit tickets are now available. And I would love to announce that Rachel is one of four guest speakers we have confirmed for our Perth Brunch in March of 2020. I'm so excited to bring the beauty industry community to the west side of Australia. You can see Rachel's stunning Instagram photos that we mentioned today on her social media pages at Love Beauty Skin Clinic. 
And if you've loved this conversation today, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast channel, which will make sure that you're notified as soon as we drop a new episode every single Monday. And to while you're there, show us some love across the gram at Butte Industry or myself at Tamara Shaw Reed. As I mentioned, I love reading and replying to every single person that sends beautiful messages over or takes screenshots of them listening and puts them on their stories. The biggest thank you to you as always for your continued support. You have absolutely no idea what it means to me. Until next time, stay connected.